ஹாய் வெல்கம் டு பிரயாண தியனாராய் பாட்காஸ்ட் ஐ எம் அருண் பலராமன் அண்ட் எவ்ரி எபிசோட் ஐ வில் ஸ்பீக் டு அன் இண்டியன் எக்ஸ்பேட் அண்ட் லிசன் டு த ஸ்டோரி அபவுட் லைஃப் அப்ராட் ஸ்டக் பிட்வீன் பீயிங் அ தேசி அண்ட் அ விதேசி வீ கிரானிக்கல் த லாங் ஜேர்னி டு சக்ஸஸ் இன் அன் ஏலியன் லேண்ட் எஸ் லைஃப் அப்ராட் ஃபுல் ஆஃப் மணி சக்ஸஸ் ரொமான்டிக் டேட்ஸ் அண்ட் வெகேஷன்ஸ் or is it filled with loneliness long winters take away food and counting days to the next india visit tune in as i speak to my friends from across the world about their prayana on today's episode of prayana i have a dear friend debbie chako from toronto canada Debbie is a finance professional in Canada but if you listen to the episode you will discover that she is so much more than that I'm not going to give away too much I've always believed that Debbie is a truly global citizen so let's get on with the episode and listen to Debbie's prayana Thank you so much Arun great to be on your show Let's clarify this for our listeners. Have you always been a fast speaker? You're probably the fastest English speaker I know. Uh, yes, I've got that from so many people, but like right now I'm going to try, I promise you I'll try and speak really slow. Um, but yeah, it's something that I've got from like everyone. I don't know, I just speak really fast, right? <laughs> <laughs> the first time we met, I remember thinking why does this girl have an accent uh, she, maybe she's from one of those international schools but until we got to know each other and then i realized that it's it, it was natural this is this is because you grew up in different countries right yeah so you know like i mean i know you you and me know each other really well but like you know just to give a little background i was born in india but then you know i was brought up in the us for most of my life like till my high school um and then i moved back to india to do my uh, university uh in bangalore and then started to work and then was in bangalore for some time then moved to uk was there for some time went back to india for a brief period and then came moved to canada finally right so um i guess just influence of so many places uh right. just you know is is the reason behind my accent which is not maybe uh something that is usual like from an indian circumstances right <laughs> um <laughs> so it's something that i used to get a lot when i was in india but yeah that's where it comes from and also i think it's because like uh my dad had a very transferable job right? right so we used to move around like every 3 to 4 years um so you know just to put that into perspective like when i talk about my schooling um you know in my 13 years of my schooling i moved around 13 schools right so wow. you know when you look at that uh that's how much i've moved around so i don't feel like i am um you know stationary to one place or like i have an attachment to one place or one country right just because of that wonderful that's a lot of schools to move it must have been difficult for you as a child to get adjusted to different schools and because of your accent and because of your different upbringing were you also picked on a lot in school especially in india no i mean well no like so i think um like when i was over here i mean i was just like a normal kid right like because everybody speaks and talks like me right so it was like nothing different when i was growing up in um school like through my high school i think where i felt the difference is definitely when i moved to india 
because I talk so different um, to people back in India, right? Um, so, you know, you always stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> so, you know, and then uh, the worst part was that, you know, whenever there was like college festivals or like, you know, um, like competitions, when it was the debate, you're like automatically put into it, right? Because just, just because of the way that you speak, right? Um, so I think it was not picking, but it's just that, you know, you stood out a lot more than I would have liked to, you know what I mean? But, you know, I guess it has the good and the bad thing of it. Um, so it's not something that I did not enjoy per se, but you know, it was just part and parcel of, um, just like my whole upbringing also. Right. Um, and I think I'm just used to it also because my parents come from a background of being very social people because they are, mm. the job is also very social. Um, dad is a priest, uh, in the church. So that's why I said, right. He comes from a very social, uh, environment by his profession. Um, so obviously, you know, we were always in that um, social life, right? My, my life has been revolved around growing up in a society and our life used to be largely dictated by, you know, society as such, right? So it was like, we went to church every Sunday, we did the Sunday school, we did the youth thing, you know, so we were part of all of that, right? And that, I guess, um, instilled a lot of social values into us, in terms of how to interact with people, how to be in our best behavior <laughs> when we're going out, you know, that kind of thing, right? Um, because in, when, you, when you are part of a family, of like a priest family or whatever, um, you know, you're always looked up to, right? Um, so you always have to be in your best behavior, rather whatever your personal mood would be. Right. And I guess because of that um, upbringing, um, you know, you learn how to be in the society. Right. Uh, and also there are a lot of people who you might not be fond of, but you still have to interact with them, put on your best face to them and stuff like that. Right. Um, and it's something that, you know, like our dad also taught us growing up that before you judge others for whatever view that you're looking at them. Right. With um, always look at it from their viewpoint, because um, what you might see is not what they might be going through. Right. Um, so, you know, just those kind of little life lessons that has taken you forth in life, I think, um, blessed to have it when I look at it back now, although we hated it at that point of time. Yeah. Um, but you know, now when I look back at it, I think it's molded and shaped me into what I am today. Right. So, yeah. Wonderful. The last time we met, uh, we were in Bangalore, of course, it was just before my wedding and what mm. happened in these five years, you're already in Canada. What are you doing there? Um, well, yeah, the thing is that, um, Aaron, like it goes back to the point where I said, like, I'm so used to moving around that when I stay in a place for more than like four or five years, I get very restless, right? Because I feel like, oh no, I need to move. I need something new. I need something to keep me going. Right. Um, so that's what I've always tried to do, like move different places. And that's why I think, um, when I met you five years back, I had just come back from the UK. Right. Um, and then I finished that and I was like, OK, you know, I can come back to Bangalore, be here for a little bit and then try something else. Um, so and, you know, as you know, like I, I think I've told you this before, uh, I come from a very large family, especially from my dad's side. They're like nine. They're like nine kids, like eight brothers and one sister. Um, so all of them are in this part of the world. Right. They're all in the U.S. and Canada. So in India, really, we don't have much family. Okay, so, you know, um, so that was also one of my points of like, you know, and my parents were also retiring, they were also going to like move around. Um, so, you know, I was like, let me also, there's no point of like me just staying here, let me also go and explore, right? Uh, and so I chose Canada because um, I have lived, so I was like looking at it, I'm like, oh, where do I want to go next? Um, and when I was looking at it, um, you know, I've, 
I've been in the US already, so I didn't want to like go back there. Um, you know, so then I thought, okay, where else? And I was looking at UK and I was like, I've already done that. So I was like, you know, somewhere close to even the West, like so I can be closer to my family too. Um, so I was like, you know, let me try Canada because I've gone to Canada for vacations when I was like in the US um, <clears throat> because my uncles are not like here. So we used to come for vacations here, but you know, I've never stayed there. Right. So I was like, okay, let me go and give Canada a try and see how it is. And that's honestly how I picked to move to Canada. Uh, <laughs> it was nothing else. Um, and I picked there and thankfully, like, you know, uh, my job gave me a transfer here too. Um, so, you know, and then I came with the job. So it was like really easy, the whole move. Right. And honestly, it just happened overnight. Right. Um, there was a, there was an opening, um, you know, and then I moved here uh, and then it's been great. I mean, I've been with them. I, I've not changed jobs yet. So I'm like still with them. Um, so, you know, it, it's going well and that's what's happened. And I know it's not kind of um, maybe, uh, I, I wouldn't say unique, but it might not be something that's more common where, you know, a company can be that supportive or especially in the field that I'm in because I'm in finance, which is very generic. It's not a niche skill set that, you know, people in other countries would not have, like maybe some other tech jobs, right? But I think what has got me um, to where I am, where I've been able to move to different parts of the world with a job is just the networks, right? And the relationship that you build within people uh, in the company, yeah. Finance, it's a bit surprising. When you and I spoke many years ago, 10 years ago after our MBA, you wanted to be in marketing. Remember how much we spoke about building a yeah. brand, and have our own <laughs> companies, and million dollar valuations. What happened? Why did you go to finance? Oh my God. Okay. So um, I, love, I, I love being in marketing. I think it's also because I've always loved creativity, right? And I think, Arun, me and you have talked about it so many times, like how you said, right? In all our breakouts, uh, time that we used to take from work. We used to always talk about, oh, we want to build our own company. We want to do this multi-million dollar company, blah, 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 and be in marketing and all of that. Um, yeah, I think it's like, you know, it, and I think over the years that um, I've worked and also grown as a person, I realized that, you know, um, I am more of like a creative person. That's what like kind of uh, drives me, like creativity, not knowing what's going to happen, like jobs that are monotonous. And this is funny because I'm in finance and it is the same thing every single day. Um, and, and like I say, when people ask me, do you love your job? No, I don't. But it's just place my bread and butter. So I do it. Um, but it's not something that I'm passionate about. Right. My passions lie definitely outside, um, you know, outside um, outside finance uh and then you know something that i love to do and i mean you know about it because i cook a lot is like to bake and cook uh and you know i've been starting to do that a lot more over the years and you know me being living alone in different parts of the world has also contributed that to a large bit um so you know that's something that i always loved um i love photography uh, i love taking pictures i'm like the official photographer whenever i whenever my friends are around, you know, that kind of thing. I'm never happy with the picture if they take it. You know, uh, so I, wanted, I honestly wanted to get into, so now that when I look at it, is it really marketing that I was really keen at? No, right? It's just the creative aspect of uh, marketing that I was like, you know, keen on, right? Um, yeah. And so like, yeah, I mean, I see myself uh, wanting to do something like that in the future, like getting into uh, food and photography and, you know, like interacting with people, talking, um, you know, because I am a lot more of an interactive social person, right? Um, so yeah, so that's what I want to basically get into. Uh, you know, I have, I've been thinking about it for a long time. It's just about me taking the plunge of it. Uh, and hopefully I'll be able to make that transition uh, in the near future. <laughs> 
Wonderful. You spoke about uh, being a single, uh, being a single girl and living living in Canada, and you've lived across different countries in the world. How has that affected your personality? Like, I'm, I'm sure it's a completely different experience to be moving countries or moving cities alone, and it does uh, affect your personality in different ways or affect your outlook in different ways. How 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 has that worked for you? Yeah. So I mean, um, I've always been independent from you know from ever since I can remember, right? Um, so, you know, and I don't like to depend on anybody else. I always get my things done by myself, right? Um, so, you know, even like how you said, um, you know, I have moved around alone. Yeah, I've, I've been single and I've been moving around alone. Um, but, you know, it's not that I've not had, it's easy for me to make friends. So it was never, um, you know, a thing that when I go to a place, I feel lonely. Okay. So, you know, yeah, I've moved around a lot, um, you know, and then, you know, the thing is that with me, I find it, like I said, I find it suffocation, suffocating when I stay in one place, right? So for me to move around, it just gives me a, you know, a, a breath of fresh air, right? Yeah. And like I said, I get bored really fast, okay, of things when are the same around, right? Uh, that does not mean that I don't have friends who I have, like, you know, like, like yourself, who, yeah. who I've had for years and decades, right, who I'm still in touch with and contact with. And I think that develops you also as a person because you meet so many people in your life around the world um, that it forms part of your personality and it becomes that, right? It becomes such a multifaceted person, um, you know, kind of like you, how you said, like a global citizen, right? You don't feel like you belong yeah. in one place, um, yeah. uh, you know, but then you have friends all around the world. Uh, you know, I, I, right now when I talk, uh, you know, even in the other, other good part is because of my friends living in different parts of the world, it's different time zones, right? Yeah. So at any point of time when I wake up, I have, if I want to call any of my friends, at least somebody is awake in some part of the world where I can call and talk to Right. So that is the best part of it. And then when you move to another place also, Arun, um, for me, it's also about learning the culture. Uh, you know, like for me, food is a very important thing, part of my life. Right. So, um, you know, I like to go explore a lot. Right. Go to the small places that people might not really go into. Uh, like I think I've also told you this, even when, even when I travel on my vacations. Uh, yes, I like to go and see the, you know, the monuments or the touristy places uh, just for the sake of that picture. Uh, right? Like to say that, hey, I went to the Eiffel Tower, I went to like this place, right? Uh, just for that tick. But usually even in my vacations, it's just only the, you know, the first day or something that I do the touristy stuff. And the rest of the day, it's more of cultural, the food, uh, going around and seeing uh, places that are, you know, not not known as such as a touristy place, right? Those are what interests me more. Uh, and also to get to know the local people, like just we're not learning about their culture, making friends, right? Because sometimes you make the best friends when like you're traveling. Would you like to be featured on the show? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Drop a line to prayanapod at gmail.com. Wonderful. I think being an expat also kind of allows you to travel to different places. Like if I look at your Insta feed, I know that you did a backpacking trip in uh, last year with yeah. your friend in Germany or in Europe, right? How was yeah. that? Oh, that was awesome. So I try to do, um, you know, I, I really love traveling. So, you know, I try to do at least like a two week trip, um, 
outside where I'm living, outside the country that I'm living, um, you know, just to go and explore. Um, and also I try to do something within the country for like a week, right? So I divide like my vacations like that um, in a year. Um, so, you know, so last year, like you said, I went to Eastern Europe because I'd done Western Europe uh, a few years back. Um, so my friend in the UK, not in Germany, my friend in the UK, uh, she was right. in the UK at that time, um, Sana, so we both went uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, it was amazing. So we went to like so many countries in the Eastern Europe. It was a totally different dynamic from, you know, what I see in the Western Europe. And, uh, right. you know, it, it was just, it was just like really amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that you were in Germany. And if we were in touch, we could have actually yeah. met up exactly. in Germany. It's yeah. kind of unfortunate yeah. that you started your trip in Germany and I wasn't there. It's just like yeah. two hours away. Ended. Yeah, I started and ended in Germany. And then like, yeah, it was just, this is crazy, right? Like, yeah, I mean, we were not in touch, I guess. So it never even crossed my mind that you're in Germany. I knew you were in Europe, <laughs> but it never even crossed my mind that like you were in Germany. Unfortunate. So, so what do you think of Eastern Europe? You know, so my journey kind of started in Germany, right? And then uh, we went down to um, Austria and Croatia and, um, and then we went up to Serbia, Bosnia. Um, and then, you know, and then we finished off back in Germany. Right. Um, so the thing is, like the, the place I enjoyed the most was definitely Croatia. Right. It is beautiful. Right. And I loved it there. Um, but, you know, I feel the rest of the Eastern, um, like you would not, I, I wouldn't really think like place. Uh, there are like so much of places which are also like poverty driven. Right. Which I would not have thought of. Like when I saw that, I was like, wow, OK. And I feel like in terms of um, food also, it's like, you know, I think I enjoyed the most in Croatia because it's more of Mediterranean food uh, and that kind of vibe. And it's like the beach and you have a mix of everything there. Right. Um, but, you know, I feel in Germany and in Austria and stuff, it's more of like, um, you know, historical. Right. Um, historical city there's a lot of history, like you know, music and, you know, those kind of things. Right. Mozart. Um, but, you know, like, you know, uh, people like who would love like history and architecture and all them would love that place. Right. I am complete opposite of that. <laughs> I'm not a history kind of person. I don't enjoy museums and stuff. So I just did little bits of that, like a little bit. Right. But I did most of like, you know, going for a concert, just going around, seeing the places, trying out the food. Although, to be honest, I didn't enjoy the food really in like, you know, Eastern Europe much. Um, mm -hmm. I found it a little bit bland to my taste. Um, and then, you know, and I feel the food there is just look, it just looks large, but it's not that tasty. <laughs> right? So, so um, yeah, but then, um, you know, I like their things like their desserts were really good, right? Like the pastry and the patisserie and stuff was really nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, the people in the sense, I found them not as friendly. I would definitely say that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's there probably are, the language. It's it's probably the language is a barrier. You're right. It, it is a big barrier. People, I feel a lot that you know, even when you interact with people there, even if they know English, they would still refuse to speak in English and only speak in like you know German, right? Um, you know, so that was like kind of a little difficult. Um, but then, like you know, it was fine. It was fine. I wouldn't say it was it was like bad at all. I loved the experience. But out of out of Eastern Europe, the place that I loved was Croatia. Like, I love it. It was like, it's such a beautiful country. It really is. Yeah. I've never been there, but I saw a picture of you in Ljubljana. What did you think of yeah. Slovenia? And it's, it's, um, it's, a country that, it's a country that surprised me. I was there last year and uh, I just did not expect Slovenia to be that beautiful. Beautiful. It is. 
And, yeah, that it, it, and someone told me that this is like a poor man's Switzerland. It, it really was that beautiful. Oh, it is. It is so beautiful. I have this picture that I took, um, you know, by the lake, and it looks like a postcard, right? Um, it is like so pretty. Uh, the people are lovely there. That is more of like a university. I think the only thing that they have is like a university there, and they were saying that. Um, it, it's such a small place. Like you can walk the whole place in like literally not even half a day, yeah. right? It's like your Bruges, right? Um, so you know, it's it, it, it's beautiful. It's cheap. Yes, exactly. You said so it's <laughs> it's so cheap. The food is amazing there. I liked it, and I guess it's also largely influenced by the university crowd, right? They were saying that. So my one of the guides that we had, she was saying that um, we um, host like one of the best universities right in Europe um I didn't know about that I didn't even know that even existed right um so you know and I saw that a lot of people who live there are young crowd right like university young crowd people so yeah that that place had a beautiful vibe um I know and it was like really gorgeous like how you said it was very very pretty and so was Prague Prague also I would say was a very pretty city yeah Prague yeah. is kind of picture perfect it's too good to be yeah fun. it is and they have that little Prague uh, right, and then um, you know, and that is also just like out of a fairy tale. It is a beautiful place. And Prague has a lot of offer. I think it's um, Prague is more uh, busy than how a Croatia yeah. would be. Um, yeah. But it, it's nightlife is amazing. Um, you know, I saw things there that I would have not seen. I would not even expected. I did not even know <laughs> what a, a robotic DJ was. Like there was actually like a DJ who was a robot and you know playing in the club. And I was like, wow, okay. It was not like any human interaction. You know, right. and that was like really amazing. Yeah. Honestly, tell me, Debbie, at the end of your backpacking trip, were you tired of the castles and churches? A lot of people are tired of castles and churches in Europe. Yeah, I mean, After a while, they all look the same. The same. You can't tell yeah, one yeah. apart from the other. Right. And that's why I think I loved uh, Croatia, right? Because it was not just about the castles and the, and, and the churches, like how you said, right? Like, like I agree, a, a large part of Europe, everywhere starts looking the same after some time, right? <laughs> it's like the same exact thing, right? But I think Croatia in that point, that's why I keep going about Croatia because it's so beautiful. It's not about the castles and like, um, you know, and just about, you know, the castles and the, and the churches, like how you say, there's so much more to offer. Um, and it's just nice, right? They have like so much of like adventure sports. So there's like so much of things for everyone. You can just go at the cliff and just sit and just enjoy a sunset or, you know, uh, grab a drink at a bar or just like eat, food or just take a boat ride or just go swimming um, in the deep blue caves. You know, there's so much of things that is there that you can do in Croatia. I, I really, really enjoyed it there. Coming back to your city, tell me a little bit about uh, Toronto. I've only heard good things about the place. It must be a fascinating place to live. Toronto is, um, I think, a very laid back. Uh, well, let me say it like this, right? It is a very busy city. So it's like nothing short of your London or your New York, right? In terms of the dynamic of the place. But it is also very chilled out in terms of the people, right? Um, so, you know, it's just like little, like when I see over here, the people are so polite, right? They are like so polite, so respectful. Uh, you know, everybody says their sorries and thank yous, you know, which is not something that you see in a lot of big cities, right? Um, so especially if you work on New York, um, you know, when you enter the bus, for example, or the public transport, um, no one will be even nice enough to get up and give you their seat, right? Um, or, um, you know, the bus driver will never look at you and say, oh, good morning, how was your day, or any of that, right? People are just so busy, and then they're just going along with their life. But over here, 
um, people are just so nice. They are always saying hi, even if you're walking down the street and, you know, people are courteous, you know, so from that perspective, um, it's a very nice, you know, so-called in quotes, nice city, right? Um, and I love the vibe here. It's such a multi city because I think it is made major made primarily of immigrants, uh, than mm. rather than people who are essentially Canadians as such, right? Um, so you know, with that comes cultures from all around the world, right? Um, and also like you know, so what in Toronto is like one of the most popular cities in Canada, right? Um, so over here, if you go out, there'll be nothing short of um, you know, like in terms of food, there's like every single restaurant that you can think about or every single cuisine that you can think about is there, right? There's something to do for everyone, right? Um, I know we don't have something called like a beach, but then over here, what people do is, uh, you know, when you have, you have the Great Lakes, right? So you have the Lake Ontario going in Toronto. Um, so that is our beach for us, right? When people say, hey, we're going to the beach, it's not necessary. So when I first moved here, they're like, we're going to the beach. I'm like, where's the beach? And then, you know, when you go, it's not really, the beach for them is basically the lake, right? Um, so people do have the whole thing of like, you know, um, going for a swim in the lake. And it's just such a vibrant city when it comes to especially summer. Um, and like how a lot of people know about Canada, it's a, it's a, it's a cold country, <laughs> right? We have winter like six, uh, six months of the year, practically even today, uh, like I was just telling you earlier, it was snowing. Um, but then during the summer, everybody is out. There's nobody who stays at home. There's like festivals happening everywhere. Um, I live in the downtown, so the core of Toronto. Um, so, you know, there's, there's something that's happening every day around the city for, for everyone, whether you're a child or whether you're a teenager or whether you are in your twenties or thirties, it doesn't matter, right? There's something for someone from like, uh, beer festivals to taco festivals, to dance festivals, to music festivals. You know, we have a lot of like, um, concerts that goes on, celebrities coming, um, you know, we have the International Film Festival. So, you know, it's a very vibrant city with a lot to offer, right? When you mean so, summer, do you mean that it's the first two weeks of August? <laughs> no, summer, actually, no, we do actually have summer. It can get really hot here, Arun. Um, so, like, you know, I know, like, when I say in terms of temperatures, maybe it gets to, like, 28, 30, but I know it might not be hot in a lot of people, not a part of the world, but it gets really hot. Like you burn here, right? Um, so I think the hot, sun is harsher here. I don't know. Uh, but it's just, it gets really hot. Um, our summers are usually June uh, to about a good bit of August, right? Uh, so the three months are the hottest and then you get into the fall and then you get into the winter, which lasts like five months at least and, and it's like snow it gets to be minus 40 <laughs> degrees yeah. i don't find the difference as such but yes it, it does get cold like the thing is that you can't go out and do the activities like how you would do in the summer but everything else remains open right so life goes on and and, and it's really nice the dynamics is really good when i think of canada i think of frozen lakes everything around <laughs> uh, white winters and Christmas must be wonderful in Canada. Oh, I love the Christmas here. It is so beautiful. Like the moment, um, you know, December 1st hits, every single place in downtown Toronto is lit up, 
right? And then everybody has a tree and like, you know, you have the, the malls going crazy with all the Christmas shopping. Uh, the vibe around the city is just so beautiful. And yeah, it is snowing. So, you know, the white Christmas, the featured white Christmas is what we get. Um, and it's just gorgeous, right? All the houses are lit up. You have Christmas trees at home. You have friends and family coming. You have your parties. Um, you know, you go to church. You know, you have the masses in the, on Christmas um, Eve and on Christmas. And so it's just like a really nice, beautiful vibe. Uh, the other great thing is, like how you said, we get frozen lakes, frozen water bodies around the city. So that all becomes into like our skating ring. Right, so ice skating is a big part of uh, Canada and also Toronto. So people go ice skating. So you know, they, it's like things turn around, right? Like you know, I feel like you know things are used for different multi-purposes in different seasons. Like how the lakes are, the water bodies can be used for ice skating during the winter, and then during the summer, they are the same place where you go for a swim or you go for like you know, uh, take a boat out or you know those kind of things, right? So yeah. It's different that way, but at the same time, it's it's just beautiful. Debbie, so you've spoken so much about, uh, you mentioned about cooking and baking. So uh, what would be a perfect meal that you would cook for a date night? What would be a meal <laughs> that you would make? For a date night, you would say Okay, let's not call it a date night. Well, let's call it a Saturday night. Or let's call it like, I don't know, what would be a perfect meal for you? Okay, what what would you cook? uh on a special night like let's 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 take it that way uh yeah so um i think like if i'm gonna cook something right now it would definitely be some um lettuce cups okay i love lettuce cups so um you know that's something i like to cook i haven't been cooking a lot of uh, of it lately but it's something that is my so-called comfort food right um so you know it is basically very simple you take some choice of meat minced uh, which is like, you know, I go for beef, right? Um, so you take minced beef and then you basically put in oil, a little bit of oil, a little bit of, uh, and then you brown it, um, you know, till it becomes a nice caramelized texture, right? And then uh, what you basically do is just put it, put some onions and, um, and then put back the meat in there and spread out the meat along with the onions, put some garlic and um, ginger in it, a little bit, a dash of brown sugar, right? And then a little bit of soy in it, right? Uh, and then uh, you can also add a little bit of fish sauce in it and uh, a splash of lime, right? And then keep that mixture aside. Um, and then put in it, and usually I pass it through a sieve, like just put the, put the mixture in a sieve so that it can drain out all the oils so it doesn't get soggy and tastes like, you know, stays crispy. Um, and then you just take literally uh, your, uh, you know, make a little thick sauce of like soy. Um, and then you put a little bit of green chilies in there, a little bit of garlic in there. And then you put a little bit of uh, fish sauce, lime, and um, sugar, right? And just beat this up and whisk it up into a nice emulsion. Uh, and then you just literally take the mixture of ground beef, uh, put it onto a little lettuce um, leaves. Right. Um, I usually go for, um, you know, the little lettuce gems that you get. Uh, take one of the leaves of that and then just chuck the meat onto it, a little bit of dressing, and that's it. And it goes so well with like a glass of white wine or like you can make like a really refreshing um, mojito. Like I like a ginger lime mojito, which is um, also very easy to make. So I usually that would be my go to dish if I had to pick something to make right now. So that was Debbie Chaco. She's well-traveled, well-read, she's a great cook, and truly a global citizen. 
of home for me has always been where you know where like my parents have been right so if my parents are in the us that's have been my home if my parents are in india that's been my home right where i go back to for you know my holidays or to meet them that kind right um but as such like if you ask me if you feel us at home or you know india at home or uk or canada right now i feel when, when i say i'm i'm home it, it it is canada right so i think it is for me home is wherever i am at that moment right but it's not that you know how people would say like hey i'm living in canada but like you know my home is in india right or i'm living in uk but my home is in us i don't get that feeling at all right and i guess this comes from the point that i was talking a little while back where i said that i've moved around so much every four years that it's been a different home for me every single time right um so you know if you want to look at it from the perspective of the fact that where your parents are that's home then i guess again i don't less we have a place as such because where my parents are that's my home if you want to look at it that way but for me as a person i feel home is wherever i am at that moment um and not just a place that i'm not at right um and like when you look at it i feel like you know uh people sometimes say i you know I'm, i live in a house not a home so i guess it's where you make it a home right and i feel every single place that i travel to i try to make my place that i live um like a home right so i think you know where i am right now that would be my home